Well, good morning to all of you. Well, here we are on the second Sunday of Advent, and a part of a word for us to focus in on and really get in touch with is peace. And that's the question I would ask you this morning. As you gather here in worship, do you feel peaceful? In this season of Advent, as we prepare for the coming of the Lord and all the different ways that the Lord has come, has and does come to us even as we sit here and will come again. If I was honest with you, as as we were returning from Texas with my family for Thanksgiving last week, it seems like ever since last Sunday when, when our airplane wheels touched the tarmac that my peace of being home with family and everything, you know, away from ministry for a season, it, it, once we landed, it just seems like my peace has not been there to find it. And I actually look for gathering in worship this morning to be a time of peace as gathering in church often is. And I we all know that this season like leading into Christmas is a very busy season naturally in the secular world. I mean, we've got some cooking to do. How many people are hosting that Christmas gathering and already coming up with the the perfect recipe, maybe having to delegate who will bring what things, 2,000 cookies you have to make, things like that. You have to do that shopping. And apparently the the news had been telling us like months ago, there's not going to be any gifts to go around. So maybe you've already gotten your, your shopping done or you're fretting. Oh my gosh, if there is no gifts, where am I? Go- what am I going to do? And then there's the, the uh, decorating outside. And like Frank Griswold did, maybe you're having to count each one of your two million blinking lights to make sure each one works. And then you're trying to outdo your neighbors down the street and having that fun little competition with one another. And then there's the Christmas cards. Breaking out all that old list, looking at who might you take off the list or who you might need to add, and then writing each one, and then the, the fun of taking that to the post office, and then those coming in that you're receiving. If you're one of our students, this is the time coming up in the next few weeks, either college or on down through elementary, that you are taking your finals and preparing for that in the time that you'll be able to breathe because Christmas is coming. But sometimes, even in the life of the church, we have trainings and practices and pageants which can rob us from our feelings of peace. We know that this Advent season is supposed to be about the preparation for the coming of Christ. And yet, do we feel peaceful? And for a lot of us, even as, as if we haven't had to practice Christmas in the ways that we were normally used to because of COVID, there may even be this heavier like responsibility. We really want to do it up because of what was robbed from us the last few Christmas seasons. I ask the question again, do you come here this morning peaceful as you arrived, or did you come to find that peace? Well, at first, what we hear in Luke 3, as we heard in our opening collect, the words of the prophets, and specifically that in Luke 3, which Father Joe read for us just a moment ago, we have some words which at first don't seem to bring much peace. 
as we have out of Isaiah 40, the prophet actually telling us that John the Baptist would way down the line come, into, come onto the scene and that he would be used as a New Testament prophet of sorts to tell of the coming of the King of Kings and all his glory as he would be born in the manger and what that would mean for us. Now, when we hear these words from Isaiah, first it talks about John the Baptist and who he was and why he came. And then it points to the one that would come after him, ushering in the kingdom of God. And what we have in the rest of that is messianic prophecy from the, the scroll of Isaiah and the words of Isaiah himself. And when we get in touch with those words, we may think, oh my gosh, this isn't peaceful at all. But then we see by the end the ultimate peace that it does bring in our lives. And we're reminded of that here on this second Sunday of Advent. So let's look at those words of that messianic prophecy from Isaiah that we find in Luke 3 today. And it begins with the mountains and the hills will be made low and the valleys will be brought up. And everything that is crooked will be made straight. And everything that is rough will be made smooth. So that all flesh may see the salvation of God. As we hear that, in the back of our minds, it probably says, if we're looking at it on a surface level, is Jesus just coming to make the world flat? I mean, at one point, a lot of civilization thought the earth was flat, and where did that get us? So there is something much deeper, a deeper message for us here in the words spoken in Isaiah, in that prophecy. So let us first look at the mountains and the hills will be made low. Now, I love mountains. I moved here from the mountains. But if we're to think of this in a different way, Think about it as the monuments of self. How when you're around those big, bold mountains, uh, when, when you're out there, you're thankful that God made something so small like you. But when we're talking about the monuments of self being piled around us, our own works, things like self-importance, self-indulgence, and then everything, adjective and describer you can put behind self, if we're not careful, those things can be towering mountains around us that lead us to a, look what I have done. But we are told with the coming of Christ by this opening of, the, of Isaiah telling us that those mountains of self will be brought low by God coming into the world, by him going to his cross and by rising again. And then it flips on us and says the valleys will be brought high or, or flat. And what are we to do with that? Well, it is referring to the sin and the brokenness within us. And using a pit to describe it, as we see in other areas of Scripture, the things in our heart, the very left and where we are left without God coming into the world is in the brokenness of the world and in our own sin. And yet the coming of Christ would destroy that. And, may, and it would be put to death with him. And as he rose again, we are given new life. As we continue... 
we look at how the crooked things, by God coming into the world, will be made straight. The things that can come from our own heart which make us crooked. The things of, of having fear, of having so much worry that it overcomes us. Taking advantage of others. And one I find just very interesting is, is lies. Sometimes, and I'm not condoning this, we find ourselves lying for what we think is a good reason to tell a fib. But oftentimes, or sometimes, you may find yourself telling a little lie, and there was no need to do it at all. Isn't this a strange part of being human in the human soul? That Say it's you're applying for that new job, and on the resume you may say, well, I've got this little experience that, that I didn't have. Or as if you're applying for school coming up and all that, looking for university or scholarships or things like that, and you feel the need just to fib just a little bit to make yourself look a little better. Things across the board that we do this with in our relationship with God, we hear that with the coming of Christ into the world, that that would be put to death and that we no longer need to find ourselves doing it. And then we have the things that would be, that are rough, that will be made smooth. And I looked at different commentaries, and one of them actually described it like this, that those rough things with the coming of Christ that will be made smooth are the obstacles that get in the way of us being in right relationship with God. And now his coming into the world paid that price for those things and restored that right relationship for us. That could be things like our unbelief or if we're struggling with disbelief or even in the season of Advent like we opened up with this sermon, if we find ourselves so busy and so worn out, not realizing how God is coming to us, that it's not something that's evil in itself, preparing for the Christmas holiday that approaches, but if we just busy ourselves so much that we don't understand or experience God coming to us, and we're found just left out and worn out. And then that, I, that messianic prophecy ends with, that all flesh, all of humankind would experience the salvation of God. As you sit here again this morning, I ask you the question again. Do you find peace as you gather this morning and as you hear the words of Luke 3 pointing to that messianic prophecy in Isaiah? That everything that's high will be brought low. That everything is low will be brought high. That all the curves and crooked will be made straight and all the rough will be made smooth so that we may experience the salvation of God for us. See, this is what is the foundation of what we prepare for in Christmas during this season of Advent. We don't simply look back to and prepare for the Christ child who was born in the manger thousands of years ago. And we don't put our only hope and that he will come again down the line in his great glory. But as you sit here this morning, Advent is happening. God comes to you as you sit even in the here and now and is doing the real work <clears throat> of Christmas 
And the real work of Christmas is everything that we heard. The sin in our lives, the self-righteousness in our lives, being made even and put to death that we may live a new life in relationship with Christ. This is what we prepare for. The coming of the King of Kings. And today he meets us right here in the here and now. And as we hear that and are encouraged by that, may you find the peace that you came here to seek. Amen.